taking you on a journey for the pursuit of PPC. Welcome to PPC Rockstars. Get ready to rumble through the latest PPC news and views from around the blogosphere. Learn from our hosts and the PPC pros that will take you to the promised land of PPC profit. We're cashing in the clicks with the PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. Hey, PPC friends. Another episode of PPC Rockstars, and a special episode because of the fact that we get to talk with one of our friends from across the pond that would be uh, over in uh, Europe. And um, this is a guest we've uh, had on once before, but um, I was anxious to get him back because we enjoyed his, the interview so much. And that is uh, Niels Roymans from uh, the Netherlands. And uh, I don't even think you have a company, do you? It's just you, right? Well, actually, I do have a company, but I don't have an office anymore, as in it's sort of like a remote boutique PPC agency. I have uh, clients and people working with me all over the world. So uh, in, uh, in these days, we're lucky that we can still work from the places that we, uh, or the sort of places that we are used to work, uh, work from. Very good point. Uh, and yeah. yeah, I wanted to start off, we have some PPC-related topics to talk about, but I wanted to start out asking you uh, about how you've been affected by the pandemic. Um, first, I wanted to ask you to describe uh, what, what uh, you described last time as, as a very interesting lifestyle. Right. Yeah. So, so uh, like, like, like roughly 15, 16 years ago, I came across this guy, Tim Ferriss. I literally met him in a gym and he was uh, doing weird exercises and I got in touch with him. We had a chat and he explained his lifestyle to me. And I was like, this, this, this is, this is definitely what I envy in life. And uh, since then I've been inspired by his philosophy on how to, to create a business that facilitates the lifestyle. And that's actually what I uh, tried to do with uh, with my PPC agency. So I decided to not have a, an office with people on the payroll working for me, uh, because you know it limits limits your your freedom in a sense that people expect you to be there and to manage them on a day to day basis. Mm-hmm. Um, so I decided to create a PPC agency with uh, the ability to travel the world, meet a lot of interesting people, and. Uh, Try to automate as much as possible so that I can create as much value as I can, combining automation and uh, the intelligence from 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 the people in my team and myself, and have a lot of spare time left to uh, to enjoy the other things. Nice, very nice. So um, I, I believe last time we talked, you described uh, spending a lot of time uh, following the sun, um, making sure that uh, wherever you were located, you were kind of in summer. Um, exactly. So how, how has the pandemic and the, the resulting sheltering and so on affected uh, this, this lifestyle? Well, regarding the sum, I'm a lucky guy because uh, uh, the, the pandemic hit Amsterdam roughly in, in March this year, and we've had an amazing spring. I live on a houseboat in Amsterdam, and the sun has been nice. shining almost like every day since. So Sun-wise, we're really lucky, but uh, yeah, life has definitely been different. As in, I have not been traveling since, which for me, it's been almost 20 years, I think, living six months in a row in Amsterdam. Right. Um, so that's definitely a change. But, uh, you know, like I, I got to spend a lot of time with my friends and see family and also enjoy Amsterdam since uh, since we, we're, we, we're lucky. We had a mild lockdown, which only lasted for roughly two months. So... Uh, 
life is sort of getting back to normal over here. Uh-huh. Which means that... Well, you strike me as the kind of person who would, uh, will figure out how to enjoy life under almost any circumstances. I try to, I try to. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> my wife and I uh, try to have the same, same attitude. Hey, let's get into some PPC stuff. Um, you did some um, surveys on LinkedIn. Why don't you describe them and then we'll get into some of the individual topics. Sure. Yeah, so um, uh, I just came up with this idea that uh, I wanted to get a feeling on what, what features in the Google Ad platform were, uh, were very popular or um, new opportunities that I did not discover before. So I decided to just come up with a couple of questions, post them on LinkedIn and see uh, how the people would engage. And engagement was actually pretty, pretty good, as in a lot of comments and uh, a lot of people liked it. So uh, I asked questions about what features people felt that are, were really underrated or uh, some of the features that, they, that frustrate the people the most or features they are experimenting with at the, at the moment. So that, yeah, that brought some interesting results. We, uh, we definitely can. Uh, yeah, definitely. So I'm looking at the email you sent me, and I've got uh, four sections. And um, are, are these uh, sections, within the sections, there's a list. Um, within each section, there's a list. Are th these listed in order of um, the most interesting to the people that took the survey? Yeah, so, so it's sort of like uh, they, they basically provided comments in the LinkedIn uh, thread. So the, the, the ones on top got the most comments. Okay. And uh, the, so sorted them based on the number of people that voted for this feature. Great. Okay, well, let's start at the top here. I'm, in, I'm very interested in why, and, uh, why, why uh, discovery ads is at the top of the new features that you're experimenting with. And... Um, how, how that's going for the people doing the experimentation. Right, right. Yeah, it, it sort of was a surprise to me as well because discovery ads have been have been eyed for a while, especially in the US. Um, but still, you know, it's, it's a relatively new feature. And uh, it, it, in my experience as well, it does take some time to learn how to use it to your best benefit. Um, the, the great thing I think about the discovery ads is that they, they unlock new inventory that, that previously was not available to us. They, uh, they are shown on the YouTube discovery feed and uh, in the Google's news feed, uh, the, Google, the Google app homepage. Uh, so these, this inventory is new, which means extended exposure for, uh, for advertisers, which I think is a great thing. But yep. you, do have to, you do have to experiment with it to, to, to make them work for you. As in what, what, what creatives are working, how to use the targeting options that are available to you. And uh, also, uh, yeah do some optimizations once they are running. But, uh, so yeah, a lot of people are experimenting with that. And also in the Netherlands, they have just been around for a couple of weeks. So oh, okay. Interesting. So here it's relatively new, yeah. Well, it's interesting to me that that section, which is um, what new features in the Google Ads platform are you exper experimenting with currently? Uh, that whole section has several um, features and tactics that I would characterized as uh, top of funnel and um, definitely uh, having to do with the Google Display Network. And um, the reason I'm, I'm kind of surprised is that 
you know, I've been a I've been an advocate for the Google Display Network for many years, like ten years, right. and uh, and uh, I'm still finding among especially among new new clients for whom I say, well, let, we're going to try these top of funnel um, tactics, and we're also going to use the Google Display Network for um, direct response. I, I get I still get pushback from from uh, clients and prospective clients that says um, we we don't want to we, we tried this a long time ago or we tried it recently and it was junk traffic and and we just did badly. So right. uh, is, is it your personal interest and more comfort with Google Display Network and top of funnel activities? Yeah, it's an interesting observation. I definitely agree with you that uh, I I also get a lot of pushback on using the GDN network and. For, for various reasons, um, because you know, it, it is known to have a lot of you know, websites that just send you click fraud. Right. It's of low value. I think that's true. And if you don't know how to manage and optimize the campaigns, that, that's definitely a huge portion of the traffic you will get. And also optimizing targeting settings within the GDN campaign is something that, that is not easy. Creating the, the actual creatives before we had the responsive display ads was also th something that is, is, is definitely not easy. So, yeah, I can understand that. But but since we have, like, it, it, right now on the GDM platform, you don't have to have a designer to create banners for you. You can use the responsive display ads. Exactly. You don't have to know a lot about the targeting settings because you can simply run it on the, the smart bidding algorithms. Mm -hmm. And if you, if you you start with relatively conservative targeting and some some great in-market audiences or even custom intent audiences. Right. It's it's getting very interesting, even for performance-based marketing, where you're you're really uh, in for the return. Absolutely. It's not only branding anymore. Yep. Hey, hold on for just a second. We're going to cut to some uh, sponsor messages and listeners. Don't go away. PPC Rockstars. We'll be back after we click through our sponsors. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Here's the truth you need to know about podcasting. The biggest problem you face right now as a future podcaster is the myth that it takes an enormous amount of time or effort to produce a high-quality professional podcast. Luckily for you, there's a solution to your problem. If you're an online marketer who really needs to grow an audience of buyers but can't do all the heavy lifting alone, then here's the solution you're looking for. Introducing the DFY Podcasting System. Here's what you get. 30 minutes of one-on-one -on -one training a weekly podcast for you or your company, distribution to almost every podcast portal, an embeddable player for your website, an ebook called How to Podcast, created for WMR.FM show hosts, and much, much more. And best of all, you'll start seeing results with the DFY podcast system within a couple of weeks. You're just one podcast away from growing brand awareness and engagement in your business. Log on to podcast.wmr.fm and sign up for a deeply discounted rate today. That's podcast.wmr.fm. The pursuit of PPC continues. 
Welcome back to PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. And we're back with Niels Roymans. Uh, did I did I pronounce that correctly? I practiced it for hours after our last session. Oh, nice. Thank you. No, yeah, yeah. That's perfect. Niels Roymans. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the rolling the rolling R is the challenge, right? Roymans. I know. I know. Yeah. <laughs> don't go there. <laughs> I don't think I'll ever get it. No okay, so um, let's just jump down to the next section, Q2. Uh, what are the most underused features in Google Ads? And it, very interesting that uh, it's a kind of automation in the top four scripts, ad customizers, uh, automated rules, and then DSAs in there, which I want to talk about in a second. But um, so... <laughs> I guess one of my inter interpretations of this was um, people are picking out the uh, the features that they have the most difficulty with um, with scripts at the top, which is ironic because you you have a particular expertise and uh, notoriety about scripts. So, uh, is that your interpretation as well that that uh, people are listing things they have the most difficulty with? Yes, and I, I, I got to say, I, I think the answers are a bit biased in the sense that my following on LinkedIn tends to be uh, the PPC audience that sort of leans towards the automation and the more uh, okay. really geeky stuff of PPC. Yep. Uh, so that, that might be the, uh, the reason for this showing up. But definitely, yeah, I, I mean, the power of scripts is, is just simply amazing. It's, it's one of the most rewarding things in my my. My side job as being an educator on the on the field of Google Ads scripts is is the the the, the, glean, the glance in the eyes I see of people once they get it once they they get the power of scripts and they created their first own scripts mm -hmm. it's like a complete new world opening up for them and they, nice. uh, they are very excited about what's happening here. So, so. Yeah, I I can uh, I can kind of empathize with it because um, I actually started out in part of my career as a software developer. So uh, nice. I, yeah. I was an avid programmer and uh, I feel very ashamed by the fact that I've never touched a script, an AdWords script. And, we should just uh, all one together. Yeah, that's a good idea. That's a great idea. You should have a, uh, a contest. <laughs> <laughs> so um, let's talk about DSAs for a second. Um, I really think uh, that it's very true that, that DSAs are one, one of the most underused features. These are dynamic search ads where uh, Google automatically creates ads based on their scraping a site. And these are usually used or almost ex exclusively used by uh, e-commerce retailers. Um, and I've, I've had tremendous success with DSA uh, campaigns for my clients. And yet I, I still, it's another one where I still get a little bit of pushback from clients who say, um, I, I don't understand it, therefore I don't want to use it. Right. Yeah, again, I agree with you. The DSA campaigns, they can be amazing, especially if you have a huge inventory, like an e-commerce store with thousands or even hundreds of thousands of products, because it's very hard to actually build campaign structure that yep. targets all the different keywords that are relevant for all these different products. And DSA can be of great help with that. Especially, yeah. I think, if you layer it with additional uh, layers of automation, like, for instance, a script 
that automatically negates all the keywords that you target explicitly in the, in the other campaigns in your account. Ah. If, you, if you have a script running that automatically adds these keywords to a negative keyword list that is attached to your DSA campaigns, you'll make sure that it's not cannibalizing on your on your uh, standard search ads campaign. Right. So that, that is a great way. And I think the second one, which also relates to another uh, feature that I think is very underused at the moment, is that if you have DSAs running, of course, the Google algorithm is trying to come up with all kinds of user queries that it thinks is are relevant to your uh, campaign. Mm -hmm. However, as we all know, the machine learning does very, very, very often it does a great job, but also there is still a lot of learning involved as right. it makes mistakes. It's trial and error. Right. So you want to filter out the mis these mistakes as soon as possible so that you don't spend money on clicks that do not convert. Again, if you use a script to monitor the search terms and alert you if there's a search term that has over a couple of tens or hundreds of clicks and has a CPA that's way off or target ROAS that is way too low, then uh, you can you can let the script help you negate these search terms and uh, reduce the ad spend to, to in increase the performance of your DSA campaigns. Oh yeah, I can see how that would be especially useful in a uh, situation where there's a big inventory. Right. You know, one one thing I found out. I, I, I want to look it up right here, but uh, there, I didn't find this out until uh, after having a lot of experience with DSAs. But you can actually exclude. You can look at the landing pages that uh, Google is choosing to send traffic to, and uh, not infrequently, you will find that there are pages that you don't want traffic going to, like blog pages or about us pages. And there's right. a really simple way to exclude those, uh, even without scripts. And I, yep. can't, I can't remember what the uh, terminology is, but uh, I'll look Yeah, that's up. a good one. You, yeah, definitely, yeah. So that these, uh, you can exclude the pages, like for instance, support pages. Right. So that you don't send traffic to these, yeah. Right. Hey, you, you highlighted in this particular section negative keywords. So are you saying that um, people said that these are under underused features in Google Ads. Exactly. Yeah, and that's also wow. what I notice. If I have it, very often, if I have the opportunity to do an audit in an account, uh -huh. one of the first things that I notice is that the uh, the, the famous uh, uh, Lynn Rodnitsky ratio is way off. And the next step for me would be to dive into the search terms detail reports, and I right. Especially in the long tail of the search terms, I can easily discover a lot of clicks from search terms that are completely off and do not convert. It's relatively easy to discover them if you, again, if you use some sort of automation. So for instance, uh, uh, doing ngram analysis, that is something that a lot of PPC experts have never done before. Mm -hmm. if you, so if I teach them how to use the ngrams to discover uh, terms that are completely irrelevant for the business or that they do not have an inventory for, Let's say, uh, just to come up with an example, let's say you're in fashion, you're selling jeans, but you don't have black jeans. You're only in the blue and the, the traditional uh, colors. Uh, but the search terms, the word black can be spread out over many, many different search terms in the long tail of your yeah. reports. So yeah. may, you might not notice it. Ah, uh, good point. An easy fix. Yeah. Another one would be, I think. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, I think another interesting thing is that with the uh, with the move to smart bidding by Google is we, we get to spend less time on, on optimizing the CPC bids, which 
Uh, I think Ethereum oh, yeah. is a good thing, and for many accounts, it's it, it's doing a great job. Yes. Um, however, also again, the smart bidding algorithm, it's it's trial and error. It's need it needs data to actually learn uh, what user queries deliver uh, high value clicks for your business. Right. And during this this learn, it's ex actually it's constantly experimenting and ex and constantly learning. So during these experiments, that will show up. There will be showing up new. Uh, search terms in your report that are not relevant to your business. Huh. Once they do, you should negate them as quickly as possible. And the third one would be, of course, the uh, the increased number of uh, fuzzy matches due to the closed variants in the different match types. That is also definitely something to keep an eye on, and you can prevent irrelevant closed variants by using negative keywords. But again, it's something that uh, takes a lot of time if you do it manually. And that's why I think there's still a huge opportunity for many uh, many advertisers to make more use of it. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, let's see. Before we break away, we've got time for another one here. Uh, I'm going to skip down to Q3. And um, interesting that uh, something as simple as being able to sync columns really wants, uh, really makes uh, advertisers want to pop that bottle of champagne. Uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they, they must not have very interesting lives, I guess. But um, I, I like—I really like the fact that B2B audience targeting made it into that list. Because uh, again, I'm a big proponent of uh, Google Display Network, and especially audience targeting as as opposed to contextual or topic targeting. Right. I don't have many experiences with this yet because it's 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 still in beta and in the Netherlands. Uh, oh, really? It's okay. Very hard to to get it. So yeah. Yeah, it's very powerful. I mean, the I I put B two B audience targeting in GDN. Uh, I I think it is equally powerful to the very precise targeting you can get in Facebook ads. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, that would be major. Yeah. Yep. Hey, we've got a split again for another message from our audience or from our sponsors so hold on Niels and listeners don't go away PPC Rockstars we'll be back after we click through our sponsors do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest it doesn't have to be TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. TopSEOs sends you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Ready to do a podcast for your business? Make that podcast elevate to enterprise level. Let WebmasterRadio.fm expedite and execute your podcast to build your brand and broaden your customer base. WebmasterRadio.fm has worked with the world's biggest tech brands, Google, Yahoo, and Bing, and have worked with fast-growing brands like ShipStation and GoDaddy. Now it's your turn. Contact brasco at wmr.fm and rush your enterprise-level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate. Email brasco at wmr.fm. The pursuit of PPC continues. <laughs> 
Welcome back to PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. And we are back with the final couple of minutes of the show. Uh, Niels, let's talk, let's talk about these frustrating things. Um, right. Disapproved ads. Uh, okay. This this is one that everyone hates, especially if it is uh, an if it is an agency or, or a consultant, because the client calls up and says, "My ads are disapproved. You've got to get them approved." And right. I find that uh, uh, probably half the time, uh, Google has flagged paused ads or ads from campaigns that are paused and disapproved those, and it's crazy. But it's just just right. bad algorithm. Have you found that as yeah. well? Yeah, yeah. Especially the last last six months, I, I think it's very interesting. Since the start of the COVID crisis, there there's been a huge increase in ad disapprovals in all in almost all of my accounts. Good. And Good the the reason I think is that because of you know there's always advertisers that try to abuse the situation, and Google wants to prevent it, that of course. So they change some of the processes in in the first the policy and then the processes in actually uh, uh, in the approval process for the ads. But of course, Google uh, had some challenges as well with the logistics of the people that work, we're in the teams working on the uh, on the ad uh, approvals. Sure. So I think that that's also a challenge for them. And in the end, I think they also changed something in the algorithms that detect the, uh, yes. the ads that sort of not meet their guidelines or are against the policy. So what I think was happening is that they they came up with new uh, new AI models to uh, detect ads that are sort of not in line with their policy and left it up to us to train the algorithm. As in, the, the ads get dis- disapproved for no reason and we have to resubmit them to, to make sure that they get approved again to keep the ad running, which is a, it's a tedious task. It can take yeah. like days, even weeks with uh, interactions with you and the Google rep to actually get them approved again, which is which is not a nice thing to do. Yeah. Um, but here, here's the thing. I, I think the, the, the listeners will appreciate it. There is a, I came up with a, a little trick, a hack, to actually get them approved without much effort. Ooh, okay. So what I did is I created, first I created a script to alert me if ads get disapproved um, because I've noticed that although the Google Ads interface will tell us if ads get disapproved, uh, very, very often there's a delay between 24 and 48 hours before you receive the alert. You can see it in the interface or via email. Okay. But I want to know it as quickly as possible, so that's why I created the script that runs every hour. But then I decided to, okay, this takes me a lot of time to actually resubmit them, so let's do a trick. Let's create another script that makes a very little change to the ad copy and uh-huh. resubmits it automatically. So what gotcha. the script basically does is it adds or removes a dot at the description line so it's a very minor change right. that re- automatically resubmits. And, and like 80% of the time, the ad gets approved again automatically by the system and the ads wow. are running. So that's the, wow, what an incredible time saver. That's the, okay, I've got one for, uh, for the listeners as well for this list. Uh, the second item on the list that's frustrating is calls from Google representatives. Uh, <laughs> so... I'm not sure this this refers to support or Google representatives that try to get you to spend more money, but um, I've got the, I've got a tip for support, and that is never call them. Um, I have never called Google's. Well, I probably did one time or two times, 
until I realized that there's a better way, and that is to use online chat rather than calling. Because right. basically, you get the same people, um, but you don't have to hang on the phone with them. And uh, frequently, there's a, a difficulty in conveying the, the uh, problem, partially because there may not be an uh, English as a, or a common language issue. Um, but anyway, it, it takes a lot less time and it certainly feels a lot less frustrating to just type uh, questions and answers than it does hanging on the phone with, with the support people. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. So one of the advantages of asynchronous communication. Exactly. Let's see, what else do we have here? Inability to target search partners separately. That one's been around for so many years. I mean, I don't know why. Uh, right. You know, I, I think Google's afraid that um, that um, advertisers will just turn that off instinctively. Uh, my, my phone is talking back to me because I said Google. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, um, that's a silly one. Uh, do you uh, use... Yeah, the, uh, the, sorry, the, go ahead. The thing is, with, with, with the search uh, partners, to be honest, I didn't know myself. I just discovered like half a year ago that even if you have your campaign running on manual CPC without the enhanced feature, if the search partners are switched on, then you are using some sort of like smart bidding algorithms for the search partner. Okay. It is, I, 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 yeah, I didn't know that was uh, the case, but. Uh, oh, okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like, a, it's, it, it, they call it smart pricing, the algorithm. Yes, that's right. Yeah, it's so, like, so uh, good hey, listen, I hate to say it, but we are at the end of the show. I, I've been enjoying our conversation. Um, going to have to get you back on soon. So, thank you very for the uh, good conversation. Nice. Thank you, David. And uh, be safe, stay healthy. Thank you. You, you too. Uh, soon. Same here. And listeners, thanks for sticking around with us and come on back in a couple weeks for another episode of APC Rockstars. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.